Hello again, everyone, and welcome to a very special Halloween episode of Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Vibber, and with me again is Count Tom Fons. <laughs> wow. Thank you for having me. Uh, this podcast focuses on the world of animation. Each episode, we feature an animated series or film from the past or present. Whether it's traditionally hand-drawn or computer-generated or stop-motion, if it's animated, it's up for discussion. All right, guys. So, boys and ghouls. Yes, I didn't just make that very... Ah, got him. Joke. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, it's going to be a very spooktacular episode. We're going to have some reviews as well as talk about some old classics, new yes. classics, as well as some possible forgotten classics. Mm. Oh, and, and you may have seen that the Age of Ultron teaser that was online this week. So we're going to talk about yeah. that, too. So we'll be back in a very few seconds with our new releases for the week. See you guys then. with our new releases for the week. Uh, the first one is Maleficent on Blu-ray from Disney. Now, you may remember that this came out in 3D in theaters, but it seems, uh, at least starting last year with Frozen in the U.S., uh, Disney is seemingly stopping doing some of their 3D Blu-rays, it looks like. I'm not sure exactly why. Uh, so weird. Yeah, because I know that you can buy a Frozen on a 3D uh, UK Blu-ray, and luckily... Uh, the blues that Disney does for for the UK are, are region free. So, if you if you want to pick up that Frozen 3D Blu-ray, you can order that and have it shipped across the pond and watch it over here in the US as well. Oh, uh, there you go. But yeah, so Maleficent just came out, or actually by by the time you listen to this, it still won't be out. It comes out November 4th on Blu-ray. But so what's on there? There's some deleted scenes, which uh. Which were deleted for good reason. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a, a good feature about Aurora becoming a beauty. Uh, and Elle Fanning kind of talks about like her, like she's always really wanted, she loves Sleeping Beauty and she's always wanted to somehow be involved in a project that's related to it. So when she got to play Aurora in, in this film, it was like a, a dream come true for her. Um, and she's she's always loved the, the original Sleeping Beauty film, which... Uh, that also recently got re-released on Blu-ray a few weeks ago. Mm. Um, also, which I'm, which I, I guess I, I was wrong in my prediction where that this was going to come out on exactly the same day as that. But they came out like at about less than a month of each other, so it's it's close enough. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, uh, and then there's from Fairy Tale to feature film, and it, it shows kind of uh, like how they reimagined the film more or less, so that Maleficent's now. A, a good guy, I guess. Um, right. And like how the original Sleeping Beauty film inspired this new Disney live action film that did well enough. So now we're going to be getting a live action Cinderella film next year. They're also working on a live action Jungle Book film. I believe they're also doing a live action Beauty and the Beast too. Uh, I may be wrong on that. I know because I know there's some studio because there's two Disney's doing a live action Jungle Book. 
And then Andy Serkis is doing a live action Jungle Book for Warner Brothers because um, the the rights to it are now like in public domain. So, oh, yeah. So a bunch of different studios can do that. So we're gonna. It's like that whole Deep Impact Armageddon uh, summer again, where we're gonna be getting, or you know, the the Illusionist and the Prestige. <laughs> so it's gonna Ball it's gonna be like that that summer. I think. Yeah. Uh, and that because I know Andy Serkis's one is gonna be called the Jungle Book Origins. Um. So it's like. You know, Batman yeah. Begins, but for like Baloo, um, <laughs> and both films have like really good casts so far. That I'm, I keep getting them mixed up. I know that um, Idris Elba is doing Shere Khan for, I believe, the Disney one, and okay. then Benedict Cumberbatch is doing Shere Khan's voice for Andy Serkis's version. So, yeah. and then uh, the the kid. Uh, I don't remember what his name is, but he's he's on a Disney show. He's gonna be playing Mowgli, in the the Disney live action one. But uh, but yeah, so we're we're gonna be getting a lot of live action Disney remakes of animated films. They do. Oh, I, they're also doing Dumbo too. Oh really? <laughs> that that should be interesting. Done as a live action remake a too. Live action Dumbo. Uh, yeah, the next one on bonus feature on here is building an epic battle, uh, and it shows basically the. Like the that huge kind of fight sequence they had in this film, where um, King Henry and Maleficent kind of go toe to toe with each other, and it's, it shows how all the visual effects were created for for that uh, scene of the film. And which they 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 do that directed this song. Uh, his name is escaping me right now, but uh, he actually uh, came f- from being a visual effects artist, so. Um, that kind of shows with this film with like the level of detail with a lot of the visual effects that they used in here and the way that like he was able to direct the scenes in such a way that they really kind of uh, lived together. Uh, the next one, um, this one's uh, for the ladies or for, for metrosexual men. Uh, the classic couture examined Maleficent's spellbinding head wraps and jewelry. So if you want to make your own uh, Maleficent horn, and what do you think, Tom? Do you think you'd make your your own uh, Maleficent headdress? I think I'd look great in some horns. Actually, I've been thinking about making a like a big change like that. You know, some people some people go with the dyeing of the hair or maybe shaving the hair off. But I think horns would uh, would would become me. Yeah, just like uh, Daniel Radcliffe uh, later this month in his movie. Yeah, they based off the Joe Hill novel, yeah. the Stephen King's son. Looking for it's 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 the year of horns in theaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that too. But. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be. Yeah, the book is supposed to be really good. I wonder how it'll translate. It's kind of a pretty high concept. Yeah. Idea for a uh, for a movie, but it yeah, it should be interesting. It looks pretty pretty freaking awesome. Uh, and then the the last bonus feature on here is Maleficent Revealed. You can explore the layers of the extraordinary special effects. So this one also kind of goes really in-depth with the effects that were created for the film, and you can see just how intricate everything was for that. And this also came with a DVD and a digital copy as well. So you can check that out on November 4th. And then the next one is Tom's favorite film of the year, Yes, 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 yes. Planes, fire, and rescue. Yeah. Uh, can so, you can, can <laughs> you sense my sarcasm? And this this is also a, a another Disney film coming out on November fourth. It 
has many bonus features as well. It's got an exclusive animated short on there called Vita Minimulch Air Spectacular, uh, which is, is a, a cute little uh, short on there, kind of showing a Dusty and, this, uh, and his friend, uh, the truck. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a, it's a kind of a interesting. It's like a little, you know, like an air show that they they do is like a a short on here. Um, and then there's a Chops TV promo, which is like you know a nice little uh, parody of the Chips opening TV show because Eric Estrada does a voice in this film. And wow. we ac we actually got asked if we wanted to interview Eric Estrada, and nobody was available to do so. That would that would have been kind of cool. <laughs> But yeah, so so sorry guys, no Eric Estrada interview on this episode. But um, there's and then there, there's a, a bunch of cool different bonus features in there. Welcome to Piston Peak. But you get kind of like a new in-depth look at the the new setting of this film after Dusty goes from being a racer to a a firefighting plane. Uh, and then you also get Air Attack, uh, firefighters from the sky, which is like a bonus feature it's talking about uh, the fire firefighters that you know. Um, and the ones that like would use airplanes to to take out forest fires and whatnot like that. So that's kind of cool as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this one's uh, slightly better than than the first film. Yeah, it is not a Pixar movie. Uh, just in case you think that it is, it's not. Um, it's made by Disney Toon Studios, the the same company that that does like uh, the Tinkerbell films and most of like the straight to DVD Disney films. So. They've been getting kind of higher, more a little bit high profile with the past two Plains films being put in theaters. But that's that's most of the bonus features on there. It's uh, I mean, I want to. I don't think I would recommend buying it. Maybe just a, a rental for this one. Uh, especially, I, I wish. I mean, like the 3D. If the, the they'd done a Blu-ray, 3D Blu-ray for this one, I think that really would have added to to this one. What, what do you think, Tom? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I gotta be honest. I, I, I was, uh, I was making fun of this movie, and I, I haven't seen it, so it's really unfair of me to, <laughs> to criticize and and make judgment. Uh, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's decent. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not huge on the the 3D thing, um, on the 3D technology. It hurts my eyes. I, 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 I it, it's sort of. It seems like people fall into two categories of like, yeah, it's awesome, or ow, I have a headache. Um, but I'm one of the headache people. Uh, but yeah, I, for those that love 3D, yeah, it would definitely sweeten the deal. For sure. Same thing with Maleficent. I, a lot of the 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 scenes in that were like were specifically kind of like geared towards the 3D that like when it was in theaters. So right. Not. And like I didn't get to see it in 3D in theaters, so I was I was looking forward to the 3D Blu-ray coming out. Um, right. But I guess it's neither here nor there since there's no 3D Blu-ray available in the U.S. Uh, <laughs> but the next one uh, we're gonna get some love from Batman, uh, season one part two, uh, more, and the end of the series for Beware the Batman, uh, the CG animated Batman series that was just recently on Cartoon Network this past year. Uh, this is that second half of the season. Um, like it's another Warner Archive Blu-ray, so like like most of them, it's it's just the episodes of the show, uh, no bonus features or anything. I, w I wish like some of these Warner Archive Blu-rays they would put some bonus features on them. I mean, it's nice in, at all that they're putting some of these shows that you may not otherwise get right. on Blu-ray on Blu-ray. Like 
like they put Green Lantern in the animated series out on Blu-ray that way, and first season so far of Young Justice. So right. I'm happy we're at least getting the Blu-rays that way. But yeah. I do wish there, that we could get some kind of bonus content for them. Yeah, I really like Where the Batman. I know a lot of people don't like it, uh, but it's different. I mean, uh, uh, the Batman animated series from the 90s, that is like one of my favorite animated series of all times. Uh, and by no means do I like Where the Batman on any level that I enjoyed Batman the animated series. But I can appreciate it for something being completely different. You know, I, I think Batman can... It's a rich enough character where you can sort of present it in a, a variety of different ways. Like the really cheesy 1960s uh, Adam West Batman is really cheesy. Uh, but I enjoy that as well. Um, obviously not as much as like a Christopher Nolan film or something, but it's something that I can still appreciate. Uh, and, and people get annoyed by the CG, how it's really CG and it doesn't like, you know, it kind of feels, I don't know, like like there wasn't a human hand that touched it it was it's just very computer and computery and no heart right. um but i it i didn't mind it it was it's um i, I it's it's enjoyable it, it's you know it's not like oh my god mwah, yes you finally captured batman the way it should be <laughs> it's like it's a nice little batman appetizer it isn't like the T-bone steak of Batman that, like, yeah. The Dark Knight by Christopher Nolan or or the first Tim Burton Batman. Um, or the nice, but it's still good. Or the yeah. nice dessert that is uh, Batman Brave and the Bold. Right, yeah. The, <laughs> the nice dessert. The very sugary hand. Yeah. That's cause yeah, that, but it's... Yeah, because that one yeah. throws back to, like, the Adam West kind of campy Batman. Uh, yeah, exactly. Whatever happened to the Bat Tootsie? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, yeah. Batman is is sort of a a rich enough pop culture icon and character that you can you can take it a bunch of different ways, and you kind of have to because even like with Christopher Nolan stuff, you kind of get tired of the of that specific take on it. Like by by Dark Knight Rises, I was like, all right, I I I'm starting to see the strings. I'm starting to see you know your very specific take on Batman. It's nice to see it being done in different ways, even if it's not particularly your jam. Right. For sure. Um, and this uh, this one also came out recently on, uh, or will be coming out on, on the 4th. Uh, and then the last one is Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Uh, it just came out on 3D Blu-ray recently. Came out on, I believe, what was it? Uh, October 14th. So uh, about a week or uh, 10 days ago. Uh, I got a chance to see this in theaters back in March. It seems like, like nowadays, this was actually a pretty long time for, from theater to, to Blu-ray. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. I I didn't see it. Did you like it? Yeah, I really liked it. Me and my son went to go see it, which is appropriate because it's, I mean, it's a, yeah, uh, movie about a father and son, um, like doing stuff together. So it it was, that was a cool thing to do with him to see that. Uh, yeah, and and I I really liked it. I wish more people had went to go see it in theaters because it didn't do as well as uh, DreamWorks had hoped it would have. Right. Um, uh, the, so the the 3D Blu-ray of it it came with, um, only the 3D Blu-ray comes with this uh, bonus feature. It's it's a all new Rocky and Bullwinkle uh, animated short, which uh, I don't remember if if you and I talked to Jason about it, hmm. or, um, uh, but we had Jason Schleifer on back in March. Um, just before the, the film came out, we were talking to him about it, and uh, 
originally it was going to be in front of Mr. Peabody and Sherman in theaters, and for some reason it wasn't, and then they had that home uh, kind of trailer, short, whatever you want to call it, instead. Uh, so they they put it on here, uh, and it's only on the 3D Blu-ray, which is interesting as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a cool little uh, new short that Gary Truesdale, you know, of, of, of Disney fame, you may know many of the classics that he directed. I don't need to go into them, huh? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he directed that, which which is kind of cool because um, basically you had, you had one former Disney uh, director directing the feature film, and then you had another Disney, a former Disney director, doing the, the short film on here. So I thought that was kind of cool. DreamWorks taking the the Disney former Disney directors for. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. Uh, and then Rocky is voiced by June Frey, um, still, which is, which was awesome. And it was cool to see the, the redesigned versions of Rocky and Bullwinkle like in a CG landscape. Um, yeah. I, I think it would be interesting to see if they did any kind of like longer feature with that. I don't know if they will now, because just because of how, how well or not well Mr. Peabody Instrument did in theaters, um, if they'll try to do any more of the the J Ward Studio. Um, shorts, you know, like Dudley Duray or Rocky and Bullwinkle, or uh, you remember Super Chicken? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they did that too, and then uh, I think I think they did George of the Jungle, right? Or is that I just think... like another classic media thing? I I it's def uh, I think they did. Okay. I mean, we may be wrong, but I, I, it seems like it, they 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 did that as well. because yeah, the style seemed very similar. Very similar, yeah. yeah. So that would be interesting to see a George of the Jungle animated film since we've already gotten the, the Brendan Fraser uh, live action Disney movie. Right, right. Uh, and then the, there's like, and then there's that short to DVD sequel that they did of it too. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the, another cool thing that's on the 2D uh, Blu ray that comes with the 3D set is the original cartoons uh, from Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends. So it's got uh, Rocky and his friends, the premiere episode. Um, and these are all. All in, in HD, too, which is really cool. Uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman's segments, um, which include Robin Hood, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, Louis the Sixteenth, William Shakespeare, Beethoven, or as uh, Bill and Ted call him, Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then all of them are with the same 11-second uh, advertisement for the DVD at the end of each segment, which is, which is kind of weird, almost like they, like, put them on here and then like they have an ad for the dvd that you own on there so that's kind of weird um then there's a a really cool it's almost three minute tour of the wayback machine Uh, mr peabody shows off his invention um time travel mad scientist uh, was really cool it's about six minute um little feature uh, with uh real life physicists um ken wharton and anthony aguirre uh, they discuss number of different time travel related paradoxes and the science behind them with emphasis on details from the movie. So I thought that was cool because I'm, I'm really into time travel films in general. So I, I think uh, anyone that likes time travel will like that bonus feature. Yeah, Tom, so like, have you, have you seen like the brief, brief history of science fiction specials that they do? No. What What is that? That's, um, that intrigues me. Uh, so they've done a few of these. Uh, they did uh, Robots, Aliens... Um, invasion and time travel uh, they're all on, on BBC um, mm-hmm. 
this is kind of this is I, I think like if you like time travel it's like that kind of a bonus feature and you'd like those specials too um i remember you I, I saw a thing that you did like a few years ago where you did like a like a countdown with like the best time travel um, yeah yeah that was one of the first videos i did for yeah. uh for cinefix yeah. yeah so people should check that out too if they like time travel yeah so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a good list yeah uh, yeah, because I, I remember I really liked that you sh you shot yourself in the head, so that was, that was cool. <laughs> that was because that was back when uh, Looper came out. So. Yep. Yep. Good old, good old shooting the head size effect. Special effects for the win. Special effect. <laughs> uh, and then there was a uh, Dreamworks presents Mr. Peabody and Sherman a journey way back, and this was actually uh, a feature that they had on Netflix back in March. Like if you had Netflix. That's a thing that Patrick Warburton. Uh, it's like it's basically like a behind-the-scenes making of the film. But if you had Netflix, this was something you could have watched like about eight months ago, when it was on there. And I checked it out then, so I didn't really need to check it out again. But it's it's that's cool that that if you have Netflix, you get kind of the same, maybe like a little bit sneak peek of some bonus features that will be on an eventual DreamWorks Blu-ray that you get. So that, right. that's cool. Uh, and Patrick Warburton's awesome. Um, and then there's a history's greatest mystery, a dog and his boy, which is a, about a three minute, uh, documentary style look at Peabody and Sherman's, uh, depictions in history. Um, Peabody's paw print on history, which is about a four minute feature. That's uh, Mr. Peabody is at the center of a real life Los Angeles ceremony. So that's pretty interesting too. Huh. Um, so it's like, you know, the, the, the paw prints in the, uh, at Grauman's. Or, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not called Grommans anymore, is it? It's called uh is it like CDL Chinese Theater or something now? Yeah, I don't know what. I'm yeah, still gonna call I, it Grommans Chinese Theater. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's if if it's something different, it's, it's I don't know, I don't know what it is. It's, yeah, yeah it's still uh, so everyone's gonna still calling it Grommans Chinese Theater. Yeah, that's that's what it's called. But, yeah. So uh, yeah, and then uh, the, the, there's another few little things on there. Uh, there's like there's like a puzzle that you can play. There's a like a memory match. Uh, there's a gallery of like still images from the film. And then there's a, a trailer, and then there's also the 3D version of the trailer and the 3D Blu-ray. And then there's uh, some sneak peeks for previews for additional DreamWorks titles. And then, uh, like DreamWorks usually does, they have uh, like a jukebox of music videos from their other films on there too. So, and that includes like Shrek, Madagascar, How to Train Your Dragon, Kung Fu Panda, Crudes, and Turbo. So. Yeah, I would definitely suggest picking up Mr. Peabody and, and Sherman on, on Blu-ray, especially the 3D Blu-ray, uh, because a lot of, uh, again, look, with animation, 3D, like, really helps to make it pop and whatnot. Uh, and then, like, with all, like, the little special effects and visual effects in this film, it's it's cool to see uh, the 3D effects working with that as well. So, yeah, I would, Tom, if you've not seen it, I would say check out Mr. Peabody and Sherman. I gotta do it. All right, guys. So those are those were our new releases and reviews for the week. So uh, we'll be back in a few seconds uh, when Ultron takes over. <laughs> And we're back with our new trailer for the week. We're talk about the Avengers Age of Ultron. 
uh, teaser that leaked onto the internet. It was poor Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was supposed to premiere next week with that show. Uh, but yay for us, because uh, not, not only did uh, Marvel end up actually releasing the legit version of it in HD, um, now apparently I heard that they're going to release more clips from from the film in front of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. next Ooh. week because of that. And then they're doing some 75th anniversary Marvel special in a few weeks or so. Mm-hmm. They're going to put more clips in front of that. I'm thinking it's just that stuff they showed at, um, at Comic-Con because from what I remember hearing about the Comic-Con trailer, um, that seems like most of what we saw in this teaser that they released. Yeah. Except for that part that they were talking about uh, at Comic-Con where it's them all like at Avengers Tower trying to lift Thor's hammer. I, right. I, I'm almost going to bet that's going to be like the, the scene or clip that they show. Right. At, at that's sort of, Shield. Yeah. Right. That's sort of the tag. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that's what it'll be. So, so then I'll finally get to see how the, the San Diego Comic-Con footage. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So what, what did you think of it? And there was oh. a nice little Disney homage in there as well. <laughs> uh, yo, I hated it. No, I loved <laughs> it. Of course. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Um, uh, James Spader seems fantastic voicing Ultron. Um, it seems like, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be maybe a little darker than the first film. Um, but still, but not in like a Christopher Nolan sort of way, but in, in its own sort of way. And, Right. Oh man, I cannot wait! It well, just it just looks great all yeah, around. Great. It's, it's dark in the in the way that like Winter Soldier was dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's dark in a Marvel way. It's it's not yeah. dark in a like, Ugh. like. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's it's still comic booky, but it but it, it but it's yeah. It's a little a little darker this time. Um, yeah, I cannot wait yeah. to see that. And there are no strings. There are no strings on me. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed it. And then after I watched it, I, I watched it again. <laughs> and then uh, later that day, I showed it to my son. And I was like, you want to watch it again? And he was like, yeah, let's watch it again. <laughs> remember when I watched it too, I got chills watching it too. So it's Yeah, it just looks awesome. Yeah, so I, I can't wait for May to, to see the, the entire film. Mm-hmm. I, I liked a lot of the, like, the imagery we got in there too. And I'm, I can't wait to, to see more of what's going on and and maybe we'll get to see the vision like in a a later trailer as well oh yeah because he's supposed to be in the movie Uh, i liked the little bit we saw of uh the effect that they're doing for quicksilver in this film too like that kind of like streak of almost like a blurred um like if you go on photoshop and you blur like an image but you're like dragging that that's kind of what it looks like with when he's running yeah so so i thought that was pretty cool that's awesome. I really liked the the look of like the the finished kind of Ultron near near the end of the trailer. So. Yep. Yeah, that 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 cannot come out soon enough. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm betting that uh, the trailer, like in theaters wise, will probably be in front of Big Hero Six. Oh yeah. Because that would make sense. Synergy. That'd be smart. Yeah. Both Marvel uh, characters. Yep. But yeah, so if you guys have not seen the Avengers Age of Ultron trailer yet, look for it and watch it because it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that that's our, our very small uh, Marvel-heavy <laughs> trailer section for this week. Uh, we'll be back in a few seconds with our recommendations, and then after that we'll get to our 
main Halloween special topic. So we'll be back in a few seconds, guys. Hey guys, we're back with our recommendations for the week. Uh, so last week I also recommended Phineas and Ferb, and this week I'm going to recommend Phineas and Ferb again. Um, since Tom doesn't watch Phineas and Ferb, I'm going to recommend the ones I recommended last week to him as well. So uh, <laughs> the first one is Lost in Danville, uh, which was an episode written by Damon Lindelof, and it's a very Lost homage e oh, uh, nice. episode. Uh, Terry O'Quinn does a voice in an episode as well. Oh, I love Terry O'Quinn. So yeah, you'll have to check that out. If you have the if you have an Apple TV or do you have an Apple TV? Uh no, I don't. All right, um let me see. Do you have a an iPhone? I have an iPhone, yes. Okay. Download the the Disney watch Disney XD app. Okay. Uh, and you can watch uh Phineas and Ferb on there. And they have all the episodes and they'll have that. And then the other one was the uh, Night of the Living Pharmacists. Um <laughs> which was like a homage to um the Night Living Dead films. Uh, right. George Romero has a cameo in there, amongst many others in that episode. Uh, and we get a, a nice cameo from with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost as Sean and Ed, oh, Sean, nice. Sean of the Dead, in the episode. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So if you if you haven't seen those episodes, I would check those out. And that's their Halloween episode this year too. So that kind of goes with this special that we're doing. So if you have not seen that yet, I would definitely say check out night of the living pharmacists and if you don't have the watch app you can always download it on itunes too it's on there to, to purchase so uh but the Phineas ferb episode i'm uh recommending this week is from their first season their first halloween special that they ever did it's called one good scare out, out to do it where um one of the characters has has hiccups and basically they, they build a haunted house in it to try to scare the, the hiccups away from her and it was one of, like one of the first times like That's that great. that they had uh, they they did music in the show too, so you yeah, can, you can check that out. And as I'll, I'll put the the music from that somewhere in this this episode of the podcast too. Uh, and what did you want to recommend this week, Tom? Uh, my recommendation uh, this episode is the Netflix show BoJack Horseman. Uh, I I just saw the first episode. I really enjoyed it. Uh, warning though, it is very dark and uh sometimes quite adult so this is not necessarily one to watch with the kids but uh it is funny it's a very very dark sense of humor at times but uh but will arnett and aaron paul uh voice well will arnett's bojack horseman and will arnett uh and uh aaron paul plays his uh sort of uh his roommate and it's uh it's very very funny and it's worth a watch i i wasn't that excited to watch it It was one of those things i was sort of resisting to watch and then yeah. i just sort of got bored and put it on i was like oh this is this is great it's it's yeah. it's very different it kind of well i don't know what it reminds me of it reminds me of like a very i don't know like a it's kind of its own thing it's it's but it's very dark it, it's yeah. it's definitely a dark sense of humor Definitely. Oh yeah, and then it's kind of I like um, Aaron Paul's character on that too. It's kind of like if uh, Jesse never um, right. got into the, to the whole drugstore yeah. business. 
Because even he kind of even has like season one dressy or dressy Jesse attire. Yeah, yeah. I watched Bo- Bojack Horseman as well. I I enjoyed it. I've only seen the first episode so far, but I would like to to eventually get to get around to watching the rest of it because I I did enjoy it. So yeah. So those are our recommendations for the week, everyone. Uh, we'll be back in a few seconds with our main topic, our Halloween special, talking about old classics. New classics and possible forgotten classics. So we'll see you guys in a few seconds. If you should find the daily grind a tad bit taxing on the mind to help unwind, if so inclined, I have a small suggestion that if you dare into my lair, you should prepare for quite a scare. But will you share in this nightmare? Would be my only question. I say, Belgique. Oh, I am not Belgique. I am the scariest thing known to man. A failed Okay, guys, so we're into our main topic this week of our Halloween special. Uh, Tom, take it away. Oh, sure. Uh, I I mean, I have to mention, uh, if we're talking about, like, uh, it's, it's kind of weird to call us an old classic, although it is crazy. I had no idea this, this was 1993. The Nightmare Before Christmas is fantastic. It blows my mind that that was 93. It seems a lot sooner, but maybe my mind is like, bringing up corpse bride right. <laughs> like in, it, in, in replacement it's, of it's now old enough to be able to drink an alcoholic beverage exactly <laughs> exactly um that was just fantastic uh loan is incredible i listen to the pandora station i, I get crazy into halloween I, I love it i'm obsessed with it and i listen to the pandora station halloween party a lot and uh it's inevitable that a nightmare before christmas song is gonna is gonna come up and it's, I mean, outside of just it being great during this time of the, you know, this season during the festivities of Halloween, it's incredible music. It really, really is. Um, and I had no idea that Danny Elfman was the singing voice of Jack Skelton. Did you know that? No, oh, yeah, it's, I think I saw that like a year or two ago. But that's crazy. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, obviously, I knew that he composed the music, but I had no idea that he was the singing voice. Uh, and I, I had no idea that Catherine O'Hara was, um, I'm forgetting the character's name, but the the, the love interest. The, oh, the, Sally? The, yes. Yeah. Um, Kevin McAllister's mom? Yeah. Kevin! Um, it's just all around a, a great, great film. And I was always under the false impression that it was a Tim Burton writ- written and directed, but he only has a writing credit and... Right, right. Maybe a producing credit. I don't even know if he has that. I know he's a writing credit. Yeah, um, yeah, because it's, it, it's based like on a short poem story that he wrote. Yeah, yeah. But oh my god, it's fantastic. Uh, if you haven't seen it, why haven't you seen it? Uh, and then go see it. Um, it, it. It it might be. It's probably my top one hundred films of all time. It's really really good. Um, and yeah, I keep harping on it, but the music is so fun and unique and uh, just just wonderful to listen to. Yeah, it's on my list as well. Did you and did you see the or um, hear the the Nightmare Revisited uh, record that they released a few years ago? Yes. Well, uh, not in entirety. It plays during my my Pandora station. Right. It comes up. Yeah. So I've definitely heard songs from it. Uh, yeah, wait, is that the, sorry, is this the one that's, it's people covering the songs, or? Yeah, it's got, like, a Marilyn Manson doing This Is Halloween. Yeah, and, 
Yep, it's really, really good. Yeah, highly recommend that. Um, I think there's like corn doing uh, one of the other songs in it, like the the one about Santa Claus, like the one that's got um, yeah, you know, like the th- I forgot what their names are, but the three little kids that yeah, like go to get Santa, like that song that they sing. Yeah, yeah, he's ancient. He's old or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. No, I mean that before Christmas. If you were to watch one animated Halloween movie this season, that would be my recommendation if you haven't seen it. And you can basically start watching it now and then all the way until like December 26th. Yeah, that's that's the cool thing about it too is it it kind of, it covers both bases there. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Nightmare for Christmas is just like an awesome movie in general. Uh, Yeah, So yeah, that's why it's on my list too. Uh, but uh, another one that I w- wanted to bring up was the the Donald Duck short that Disney did, the Trick or Treat. Oh man, I vaguely remember that one. I I I, I yeah, I don't remember that, but it's, it's really good. Yeah, it's been on a, like a few of the like different uh, re- releases in the past. So it was on like the 25th anniversary edition of the Black Cauldron DVD. Um, it's been it's been on a bunch of different things, um, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's got Huey, Dewey, Louie in it, and like the and there's a it's on a Halloween, and then there's like a witch, and uh, June Foray does the voice of the witch in here too. She likes wow. The, she does the voice. She was yeah. She does the yeah, voice she, of, a, of the witch in uh, the one that you're the, gonna be bringing up he, in a second. Yeah, yeah, man, she had that market cornered. I'm well. I mean, she was just a pretty prolific yeah. voiceover actress in general. Yeah, or is right still is yeah. voiceover actress. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's still she, she, she's still on her she, She's still at. She, yeah, she yeah. got a, a, an award a few years ago at the, at the Annie Awards, so that was pretty cool, too. Wow. Um, but, yeah, this was this was uh, when it was still re- released under RKO Radio Pictures, too. Uh, it came out in 1952, October 10th. Wow. So, yeah, this was pretty, it's a pretty good one. Uh, if you have the Disney Channel, they probably, uh, every once in a while, like, during the commercial breaks, they... They play some of these, so you probably see it like around this time of year on on the Disney Channel too. Yeah, I for sure. Yeah, it's very iconic. I can picture I can picture Donald Duck with like uh like uh, it's it's him with sort of a trick or treat bag or a jack o' lantern, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's trick or treat. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of an icon. It's very iconic cartoon. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to rewatch that. And you can find it on YouTube right now too, I think as well. So I'll put a, a link to that. Yeah. Uh, and then what was another one that you wanted to bring up? Uh, well, I guess continuing on the June Foray train, uh, the Looney Tunes Bugs Bunny cartoon Broomstick Bunny is awesome. Uh, it's 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 a classic, and June Foray is fantastic as the witch. She's sort of an interesting witch. She's like obsessed. It's like vanity, but kind of flipped on its head. She's obsessed with being ugly. She has this magic mirror in her uh, in her in her witch's house that she continually asks who's the ugliest of them all, and. Of course, Bugs Bunny foils her by showing up in a in an ugly uh, trick or treat mask, and uh, she's yeah. And the animation is really cool. Her the look of the witch is very interesting. She's she's very barrel shaped, but then she has these weird little feet that kind of kind of look like, like sickly tree branches, like two little sickly tree branches that uh, that that are just popping out of like a a barrel of a of a witch, and her her house is. The animation on the houses are interesting too. You know, everything's it's very it's a lot of like asymmetrical crooked lines. It's almost Dr. Susie where it's 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 very asymmetrical and and not um traditionally uh you know, 
pretty or good looking, but it is good looking. It's very pleasing in the way that it's not traditionally good looking. Right. Um, and it's it's just a fun, you know if you like Bugs Bunny you won't be disappointed uh, by by this uh, by this Bugs Bunny cartoon. Um, I just uh, noticed that uh, the the witch has the same name in both of these. What's the witch's name again? Witch, I, I don't. Witch Hazel. Witch Hazel, right? Oh my god, that's yeah, great. Yeah, so that's kind of funny that like a they kind of go like that both uh, that both characters that she did. That were yeah. witches were named the same thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she must have just made a mark for herself and was like, "Yeah, we we know that June is awesome at, at this witch character. Let's just keep it the same name. Screw it." Right. <laughs> uh, so then, heading back to to Disney, um, they did the the vignette. Another one of those vignette films was the Adventures of Ichabod and Mister Toad, uh, and one of the the films on that was Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which you know revolves around Ichabod Crane and uh, the Headless Horseman, um, much different from the current Fox TV show Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> but uh, I can't believe you've never seen this one though. But I know, and it's and it's yeah. No, I know I would like it too. I, I yeah, I know I'd like it. I, I, I that's I gotta put that on on a list somewhere. Is that yeah, that's it's actually, on Netflix it's, Instant? Is that on Netflix Instant? No, yeah, it, it? it was. I'm not sure if it still is. It's on Blu-ray yeah. now though too. Every time I want to watch something on Netflix Instant, like it's it's always there forever. And I'm like, oh, I want to watch that now, and it's and it's not on there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's on Blu-ray now too. Um, and it came out in around 19. It came out October 5th, 1949. Uh, it's really cool too. It's like the it's like a pretty short um, thing. I really like the design in it, like a, a Vicabad crane. It's like super yeah. like um, I don't know how to like 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 a. It's like a super skinny kind of guy, like, uh, and it, it's like, like yeah. all like narrated, um, right. by Bing Crosby. Oh uh, yes. Who also yeah. does the voice of Ichabod Crane? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I really thought it was really cool. And what's kind of funny is that Ichabod Crane has a different screaming uh, voice actor, which is kind of <laughs> interesting. I wonder if that was just like Bing's like uh Bing Crosby doesn't scream. Uh, yeah. he just doesn't he doesn't do that. Um but yeah, if you haven't seen it, I would definitely say check it out. It's I would hope that it's still on Netflix. It's it's pretty good and it's not really that long either too cuz it's on it's part of the same film as the uh, The Wind in the Willows and both those together are about 68 minutes long, so. Hmm. Uh and my last recommendation for an old classic is uh the Disney, uh, it was a part of Silly Symphonies, and it's the skeleton dance. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sure yes. if you haven't seen it, it's so iconic. It's it's from 1929, which is amazing in itself to think about. It's a it's a cartoon that's pre-Dust Bowl era. Like, that blows my mind that you're... That we're it's like going into a time machine, really. It's incredible. The, there's, there's no plot or anything, obviously. I mean, this is still sort of the the era of animation where it's like, oh my God, look at those pictures move. Um, but it's really cool and it's kind of really creepy. I mean, it's creepy intentionally. Uh, you know, the, the, it's, it's as it sounds, the skeleton dance, it's skeletons in a cemetery dancing. There's a little bit of like, um, there's like black cats that have some bit together where they're like, oh, I don't yeah, know. Dancing. 
Yeah, they're dancing. They're like kind of like in a cat fight, I think, at some point. But yeah, the skeletons dance together, and they do sort of a, some choreography, and they, you know, they take their their skulls off and do all sorts of things, you know, that that normal human beings couldn't do. And they even kind of like at the end end up in sort of like a weird human centipede uh, situation oh, yeah. <laughs> before they go into their grave. Um, it's re- yeah, it's really it's creepy intentionally a little bit, uh, and then it's also kind of creepy. I, that whole era, like the 20s and 30s, I don't know what it is about it. Uh, maybe it's just because it's black and white or maybe because it's just – it's so old. It now seems like – it's such a different time period. It seems alien to us. But um, it is very creepy. It, it's it's it, Something about the 20s and 30s in general, it, it, it makes me think of like the ghost from The Shining or something. It's very – uh, it's tr- it's, a, it's a, traditionally where all ghosts come from. Usually, it's like in any movie, any horror movie. It's like, what's this ghost doing? Oh, it's it's a little boy from the 1920s. He got right. he died in this house. Um, but it, check it out. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. I, I'm I'm sure you'll watch it and be like, oh yeah, I, I, that, they use that in a commercial. They they have. Yeah, it's, it's been, been used in many things. Many commercial, many things. Yeah, it's been used many. Uh, there, very recently, it's been used in a in a, um, in a commercial. I can't think of what it was. It was like one of these commercials that like kind of reference a lot of pop culture or just like, oh, yeah. pu- I, you know, cultural icon iconic things. Uh, but yeah, check it out. It's it's a, it's it's like going into a time machine. It's it's crazy that you're watching a cartoon from 1929 it's really cool it was even in the the nicholas cage classic ghost rider oh that's right oh man <laughs> uh and and actually uh one this is a good segue and and, well, and of course we have to mention before we go to the next thing that it was magnificently animated by uh, by works who did a lot of the the anime early animation with with walt disney oh right yeah 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 he was incredible so yeah segue from that uh Going to newer classics, uh, I'm going to talk about Corpse Bride, which actually part of that uh, is a homage to the, the the skeleton dance and the remains of the day um, segment of the film. Do you remember that? Oh, wait, sorry. Do I remember? Uh... In, in, in Corpse Bride, um, there's the the remains of the day musical uh, part of the oh, film that's yeah. has very they, like similar saw, choreography to it yes i saw course bride just once but yes now now that i remember it yeah the, those that i'm piecing it together yes so when, the, the one time that you'd see course bride, what did you what did you think of it uh, i enjoyed it yeah i didn't like it i mean not to compare the two but you know it's they're similar aesthetics i i obviously didn't like it as much as nightmare before christmas good um yeah i mean dude, we're, we're, what what'd you think yeah i really enjoyed it as well um what's kind of funny i saw like a, a, a meme recently where uh it had uh, like an image from frank and weenie which we'll talk about in a second corpse ride and nightmare before christmas which said it was it was just a story about a boy and his dog all along and it shows um victor and and um and Sparky in Frank and Weenie, and then it shows, uh, I what is that? Victor in Corpse Bride, uh, a different Victor. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and his skeleton dog uh, that's in the afterworld. 
And then it shows Jack <laughs> Skellington with zero. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, that's right. So I'm surprised that person that wrote, like, the Pixar theory and, like, those other theories about, like, you know, Tarzan's parents being, like, Anna and Elsa's parents. They're like, so Victor is actually Jack Skellington and Sparky is actually zero. Yeah. And, and they're all, Corpse Ride, Frankenweenie, and Nightmare for Christmas are all connected. But that is kind of funny, like, if you, if you do look at that, it's kind of cool to look at it that way as well. But yeah, I liked Corpse Ride. It's, I think it's kind of a little bit underrated. Um, yeah. I like the music in it. I mean, it's another, you know, Tim Burton. And I especially like that is another one that, like, he directed that was animated like this. Uh, another Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter mixture with Johnny or with uh Tim Burton as well. Those <laughs> those three always kinda go together. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so I I liked it when it came out back in two thousand five, so it's almost nine years ago now too. That se- doesn't even seem like that came out that long ago. No, that seems like yesterday too. That it blows my mind that I guess it makes sense. Not I guess it was on the same like night before Christmas. I liked so much it kind of didn't matter that I was a kid because I I liked it equally as I continued to grow up. Yeah. So I, I think I didn't even like think about the fact like oh yeah I was a kid when I saw this movie. Um, but yeah oh man, but yeah but even Corpse Bride it doesn't seem that long ago. But I guess it was. Yeah. Said a good voice cast as well besides Johnny Depp and Helen Bonham Carter. We had uh, Tracy Allman. Uh, Albert Finney, Richard E. Grant, and uh, Christopher Lee and Michael Go. So, pretty. And then Dania Elfman did the voice of Bone Jingles. <laughs> so, uh, what would be another one that that you'd want to recommend? That was like a like a newer. Classic? A new classic. Um, Coraline was incredible, and that was yeah. correct if I'm wrong. Same director as Never for Christmas. Yeah, right? Henry Selick. Oh my God, Coraline was fantastic. I saw that in 3D. And I'm someone like I mentioned earlier. I'm not a big fan of 3D. It's 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 sort of the recipe for a, a, a Tom Font migraine. But <laughs> I didn't mind it in that one, that movie at all, because it was so darn good. And sorry, if I'm wrong. Coraline is a I'm forgetting his name. Very famous author. Um, Neil Gaiman. Who, yeah, Neil. Right. Um, yeah. So that was sort of a match made in heaven. That was and then incredible Leica as well. What's that? As, and it was like one of the, like the basically the first big film from Leica as well. Oh yeah. What does it for me too about the 3D with Coraline was uh, I mean I like the the movie was incredible 3D or not but in terms of the 3D a 3D movie doesn't bother me when they don't make it all about the 3D and, and Coraline right. didn't it, it used it when it served the purpose of the story and it and when it didn't do it it was like well we don't feel like we don't feel like we have to. You know that the extra seven fifty that you paid for this three D, we don't need to like shove it down your throats. We're just going to tell the story the way it should be told. Um, but Coraline was fantastic. Uh, that's something that I think will hold up uh, ages from now. I think that was really really good. I just realized new all, classic. I realized all all the ones that I have on my new classics list are stop motion animated films, except for one of them. Oh yeah. Yeah, just noticed that. Uh, yeah, kind of st- staying with like a uh, Paranorman that came out two years ago. I, I loved that movie. I really liked 
the look of that. And I mean, I feel like that's a good film to watch around this time of year too, just because the subject matter of that movie with like the zombies and whatnot. And right. And again, with that, uh, I think stop motion in general is, is good with 3D because it's it's not quite live action, but it's 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 like like physically photographed for yeah. for the 3D for the animation. So that's what's kind of cool with the 3D for that. Same thing with like for Box Trolls that just came out recently. It was like that as well. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed Paranorman. Uh, I don't remember if I ever talked to you about it. What did you think about Paranorman? Uh, I haven't seen Paranormal. Okay. I mean, that's one of those movies where... That's on Netflix, uh, I, too? Yes, it is. Uh, that's something that I've... It's one of those ones that... I, I don't even know why I resist it, but I'm like, oh, I'd rather watch something else. But I know... I mean, I, it, I can't even... Uh, yes, I can. I, I can use both hands. I've probably been recommended to, to watch it by six or seven people. Yeah. But that's crazy that six or seven people have been like, yeah, you should watch that movie. It's really, really good. That was my favorite uh, movie of 2012. It, yeah, I don't doubt it. I, everyone loved it. Um, so yeah, I, I gotta watch that. I gotta, I gotta Netflix instant that. Definitely. Uh, what, what would be another one that you'd want to recommend? It's like a newer classic. Oh man, it's tough. Um, I don't have anything offhand. I mean, you, uh, you have a. I mean, the Wallace and Gromit movie I really like. You're, I know you're gonna mention that. Um, the Curse of the Were Rabbit. I, I really enjoyed that movie i'm not like a crazy are you like have you seen like every wallace and gromit thing are you are you I crazy think I have. Into wow yeah that's the, crazy into it yeah not wrong, crazy bad, the wrong but. trousers uh um what is it the one where they they went i don't remember the name of it was offhand but like there's one with like the penguin oh yeah grand day out and then um there's like the one where they went to the the moon mm-hmm. to get cheese and then I actually, and then I actually have like a, a TV show that they did or like they host, uh, oh. where like they, like they talk about like inventions and whatnot. Where like there's like these little animated interludes with Wallace and Gromit, and then like they go to live action, like inventors, and like it's like a, I think it was like a kid show in the UK, but they released it on Blu-ray. So it was kind of cool. Huh. Um. Yeah, I, I I've seen I think I've seen two I forget what the other Wallace and Gromit movie I've seen, but I really like this one. I've been in like a cert, I've been in a very particular mood to enjoy a Wallace and Gromit uh, movie. It's uh, something about it. It's it's I mean it's it's very it's very Brit- British and it's very uh, very specific, uh, but it's uh, quite entertaining. This was my favorite of the two that I've seen. The Curse of the Wherever was really really good. Yeah, yeah I really. I really enjoyed that when I came. And that doesn't even seem like that came out that long ago either, but that was like back in 2004 as well. Wow. Or no, 2005, but yeah, because I remember, I remember like the, like the toys that Burger King did for that. I think, I think they were like the buckets, like the Halloween buckets. Oh yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Because I, I, I have like two uh, McFarlane, uh, Wallace and Gromit figures from that film I put out every Halloween, uh, and then I think after I got the, the Wallace and Grant ones, like I think like a month or two later, they released the Were Rabbit one, which is like this huge, like Were Rabbit figure that's maybe like almost like half a foot tall. Oh wow! <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of cool. I, yeah, I really like that. That one's directed by um, Nick Park, uh, like who, who well initially created the characters. Because uh, I know some people a lot of the times like. Uh, attribute it to um peter lord who who is one of the main dudes at, at ardman but 
for this film. Also, this one has Helena Bonham Carter in it as well, too. Um, and Ray Fiennes. And then the, what's kind of funny, there's a character in this. Um, um, there's a, a, a cop, and they're called, they're called the Constables in, in the UK, but he's called PC Macintosh. <laughs> and I always wonder if that was like on purpose to, to be like a subtle kind of. Oh, I'm sure. Like funny yeah. Show. But I always thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So you, you brought up the Walson Gromit, but yeah. So like another one I would suggest too, we kind of talked about a little bit was, um, Frank and Weenie. Uh, that was another one that came out in 2012. That was, that was a good year for, uh, kind of eerie, creepy, uh, stuff. Yeah. Motion. 2012 in general was a good year for stop motion because uh, we had Frankenweenie, uh, Paranorman, and uh, the Pirates Band of Misfits all came out in 2012. So that was a very good year for stop motion. <laughs> but yeah, I really liked that too. I liked how it was done in black and white um, and that um, Tim Burton was able to you know expand on his original live action story that he had done that uh, if, if you... If you have certain versions of The Nightmare Before Christmas on Blu-ray, you can watch the the live-action version. Wow! Yeah, that's really cool. That, I mean that that was um, I mean that was I, I assume he did other shorts, but that was his first short that had some notoriety to it, right? The Frank and Weenie short. Yeah, with Daniel Stern in it too. Oh wow! Yeah, I kind of wish Daniel Stern had done a voice in the the like I liked Martin Short doing the voices that he did in the the animated film, but I thought it would have been cool to you know have. Daniel Stern come back as the dad again. Daniel Stern is not in enough things. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy me some Daniel Stern. Adult Kevin Arnold voice. <laughs> uh, city slicker, but yeah. yeah. Marv, and then yeah. we uh, Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara is in this as well too, as Victor's oh, wow. Victor's mother. She's fantastic. She like she might be my favorite actress of all time. She she. Uh, is just great in everything, and she's super underrated. But yeah. it's weird, like she's she's in a million things, and she's brilliant in all of them. But but she's not overexposed at all. I think that's a sign of a really really talented human being. And, and it was nice to see uh, Tim Burton like go back to like doing a film like this. It was like something from his mind rather than like an adaptation of something or or something like that. Where Johnny Depp puts on a wig and does that, and the, yeah, this didn't actually even have Johnny Depp in it. Yeah, whole man, he must or have, like, or Helena Bonham Carter was not in it as well. Yeah, that must have taken all his willpower to not cast <laughs> Johnny Depp or Helena Bonham Carter. Although he had a lot of people that he'd worked with before in this, because Winona Ryder does the voice. Oh yeah, Martin Landau, who right. everyone should remember from Ed Wood. Ed Wood, yeah, <laughs> Ed Wood. <laughs> that that would be a good Halloween recommendation too if there was any animation in it. But yeah, but yeah, and then the last uh, one that that is uh, kind of epitomizes the the newest of the new classics is that I'm actually going to recommend uh, Real Effects's new film that like just came out last week, The Book of Life. Uh, and after seeing Freebirds last year, like I, I didn't really have. I didn't have that high of hopes for this, and then I saw like the first trailer, and I was like, "Oh, that looks pretty cool." And yeah. then I saw the second trailer, I was like, "Oh, that looks okay, I guess." Because yeah. some of the like the jokes that they pinpointed in that second trailer kind of made, made me not want to see it as much anymore. Right. Um, but then I, I got to see it uh, like about two weeks ago, 
and I, I really it was really pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed the film. I liked how the way they um, they bookended the film, which uh, pun intended. Um, <laughs> I thought I thought it was like really well done, and and when you see the film, you'll get uh, the character designs are, and why they're done the way that they are. I thought mm. that that was really clever. Uh, it's really visually uh, a really well-made movie too. I just like how colorful it is, and it's very unique. And like the way they designed all like all the the sets in the film, and like the the different scenes as well. And I just thought it was really. I mean, there are some kind of cliche like things within the story, but other, for the most part, I did think that it was really well written. I liked the the music and as well. They do use some contemporary music for some parts that can kind of take you out of some things when it's supposed to be like a fantasy like that. But I thought like they fit with where they were being used in that, that part of the film. Like they, like they sing, I will wait in in part of the, of the film. Um, like, you know, the, uh, it's like a more recent, I don't remember who sings it. I think it's, uh, Mumford and Sons, you know, the, I will wait for you. I will wait. I will wait for you. Um, if you hear no. it, if you hear it, you know you. If know I heard it, I'm sure yeah. I'd be like, "Oh yeah." yeah. I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it in the podcast, and and then everyone would be like, "Oh, okay, that that song." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't that idiot Tom Fonz not know that song? <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think if you haven't seen it yet, I would definitely suggest to go check it out. I have seen it's kind of like a polarizing though, because um, our, our writer Jessica wrote a review and has that up on the site, and she really didn't didn't enjoy the film all that much. And then I know. Um, Somebody else did like it for, for for a different site, and then on so like and then there's two other people at another site that one of them liked it and the other one didn't. So um, I guess it's kind of interesting how it's it's going about for who likes it and who doesn't. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, I liked the the voice cast too. Channing Tatum d- did one of the voices. Uh, Zoe Saldana, our uh, uh, Ron Perlman does the voice as well. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I would, and Guillermo del Toro is a producer on it. He's he's been doing a lot of animation uh, producing lately. Yeah, in the past few yeah, years. Yeah. Um, and Jorge Gutierrez uh, was the director of the film. I think he did a pretty good job. He's he's favorited a few of the the comments we've made about the film, so I thought that was cool too. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but but yeah, uh, I hope that he gets to do some more films, and I hope the the rest of uh, the films that Real Effects release is after this are just as good as this film, and and not the same as Freebirds, but more like this. Yeah, right. And it's a, it's actually got on Rotten Tomatoes right now an eighty percent. So. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's certi- it's certified fresh. Certified fresh. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely say go check out the Book of Life because. Uh, this is the only one that you can see in theaters right now. Although, actually, sometimes around this time of year, I do know certain theaters will play uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. So you, that may be something that you can see if you go to the right theater around this time of year. And the one the one last thing that was on TV last year, I don't want to talk about it too much because we talked about it last year, was, it was Toy Story of Terror. That'll, that'll probably be on TV again this year on ABC, so I'd say check that out if you haven't seen it already. It's, gonna, it's also on Blu-ray, too, if you haven't seen it. But... Uh, that was a cool first thing from Pixar doing like a holiday special, and we're gonna get a Christmas special from this, or holiday special this year from them too. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, nice. So from there, we're gonna go into forgotten classics, films you may have 
forgotten about or holiday or Halloween specials you may have forgotten about that have aired in the past. Um, the first one I want to talk about is the the Halloween tree, just based uh, on a book. Yeah. Um, um, and Ray, Ray Bradbury, right? Yeah. And I remember like this was like for like a long time. I remember I saw this movie on on TV once. And then, like, I could never remember what it was called, like, for years oh, and years. Isn't that the worst? When you, yeah. like, it's something that you really, really love, and it's like, you 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 know the plot, and you know maybe, like, a character's name, but you don't know enough yeah. to search the internet and right. actually come up with it. Oh, that's the most frustrating thing. It's like knowing a tune of a song, but not knowing what the song is. Yeah. Right. That, that's why... Uh, that's why I have to, to give a shout out to Warner Archive because I remember I had said something like that on, on Twitter. I was like, I, I remember this is there was this really awesome Halloween movie that I, I liked as a kid. It was about these these three kids learning about the different Halloween traditions and they're trying to find their friend that's dying. And like I got a reply back from the the Warner Archive or Warner Direct um, Twitter account. And they're like, Oh, you mean the Halloween tree? I was like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> and, then, and then I ended up getting the DVD so the, the so now I, I own it so I can watch it every year around this time. Um, but that's a cool, that's a really cool movie because of the, like the, the three main characters in it while they're, they're searching for their, their friend, uh, Pip. Um, yes, Pip. Um, but yeah, when they're searching for him, they're, they're learning about the different traditions of, of Halloween around the world and like how it's um, kind of evolved into what it is. Have you have you ever read the book or seen, seen the movie? Uh, no, I'm a big Ray Bradbury fan, but I, yeah, I don't think I have read the Halloween Tree. I think I saw this though when it when it aired. Yeah, yeah, it was but on I, in '93. Yeah, I, I'm sure I saw it. I but but um, but no, I haven't read the book. But yeah, I remember I remember liking that a lot. It was very very cool. Yeah, these these forgotten classics. Are, uh, it's sad that they're, we have to qualify them as forgotten. It's because they're the classics. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you guys have not seen, you know, and you know what I was uh, like with like with this, how I couldn't remember what it was. There's there's still another movie uh, that I can't remember the name of, and I've never been able to figure out what it is. And, what? Uh, what it, it, it's the, like this, this movie that's got like these people that were on a bus, they die, and then they they become this kid's guardian guardian angels, and I think like oh. Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg are in it. Yeah, but I can't remember the name of that movie. Oh, now that's gonna frustrate me. Yeah, I know see, exactly what you're talking about too. Oh, see, yeah. So I'm glad that I'm not just making up the movie in my head. No, no, you're not. Yeah, I even like went through both of their IMDb like lists, and I couldn't find really what I was looking for. <laughs> wow. Like, nothing yeah. sounded like what it is. All right. Well, that will torment me for the next week as I try to search for that because I know what you're talking about. And hopefully, it torments everybody else that's listening. To that. Yeah. Or, or you yeah. know what it is, and then you send us a tweet. Please tweet at us, please. Uh, and the last thing I want to mention about the the Halloween tree is that uh, Ray Bradbury, the, the writer of the book, is actually the narrator of the film. And then. Oh, that's awesome. And then Leonard Nimoy is uh, the voice of Mister Mountroud. So. Oh wow. Got uh, Mister Spock. Teaching you about <laughs> Halloween. Uh, so, so what, what are one of the forgotten classics you'd like to bring up? I know one of them is uh, one that you kind of, we kind of talked about a few weeks ago, but yeah, I'll bring that up real quick. Yeah, the Daffy Duck's Quackbusters is really, really good. It's um, it is a collection of shorts that center around Daffy Duck. Uh, they're from all sorts of different eras, different decades. 
Uh, there's the the one, the first one that that pops up, the the Night of the Living Duck. That one's exclusive to Quackbusters, but yeah, it's just this collection of shorts, these Looney Tune shorts that are all Daffy Duck centered that relate to you know some something supernatural, um, and it's just fantastic. And I, it's actually surprised because you you had never seen it right until right. I mentioned, or you didn't know, yeah. And I, I, it's one of those movies that, you know, I would, I just like wrecked that VHS. I, I, I watched that so many times that I just assumed that, oh yeah, everyone knows Daffy Duck's Quackbusters, right? Um, but I guess not. I guess that it was, it's a forgot, it's a forgotten classic. Um, but yeah, it's really good. If, if you like Looney Tunes, uh, and or Halloween, it's, it's a must watch. You should watch that this this Halloween season before it's too late. It's really, really, really fun. Definitely. And uh, uh, another one I wanted to recommend is it's more of like a, like a special that, that Disney did. Uh, it was on TV in 1983. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. It's called a Disney Halloween. Uh, basically, uh, in some versions of this, Michael Eisner uh, like actually introduces like the special um, with Mickey and Minnie. <laughs> um, oh, but and then Mickey uh, tells Eisner that Goofy is on his way and he's been working on his costume for a month. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and what's cool is uh, Bill Farmer does the overdubbed Goofy's voice in it too, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the 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 segments that they show in the, the Disney Halloween are Night on Bald Mountain, which is awesome. Uh, Madame Mim uh, from Sword of the Stone. Got the, the old mill silly symphony short. Uh, there's a clip from Mickey's parrot, um, Donald Duck and the gorilla, which this this one's kind of very similar kind of to that that trick or treat one I was talking about. Uh, where yeah. It's like Donald and and uh, Huey Dewey and Louie hijinks that are kind of creepy and whatnot. Like there's like a gorilla that escapes from the zoo and like he's he hears all this uh, stuff on the radio about it and. Huey, Dewey, and Louie are messing around with him, and then, like, the actual gorilla does show up. Right, right. Um, and there's the Heffalumps and Woozles nightmare sequence from Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day. Uh, Pluto's Judgment, which is, which is interesting. It's, uh, it's a sequence consisting of three individual Pluto cartoons assembled together. Uh, Puss Cafe, Catnap, Pluto, and Pluto's Judgment Day. Um, the Truth About Cats uh, from Disneyland. Uh C and M from Lady and the Tramp. I like how uh, Cy and, and M are can considered villains, probably like Disney villains, <laughs> uh, as far as like Disney goes. Yeah, I remember this. This uh, was it a special? What was it? Sorry, wait, was it? It, it was. Yeah, it was like was a, it like a special, special, but it was like basically just a bunch of like clips. Yeah. And like yeah, villains, like yeah. kind of introducing different stuff and i had that trick-or-treat uh short that i was talking about on there too right right. Uh, it's right. got that lonesome ghosts uh short that's got mickey donald and goofy where they're like they're in the haunted house from 1937 oh. that one's oh. a good one too if you guys haven't seen that yeah that, that that's definitely a must watch this season i'm gonna have to watch that again yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, sure, yeah I'm sure you can find a lot of these somewhere I just yeah I, I uh, while you're talking I looked it up it's on YouTube it, uh, all it's like an hour and a half it's, nice. it's all on YouTube. Um, I'll put a direct link to that in our show notes for everybody then. The uh, the last recommendation I have for a forgotten classic is Scooby Doo and the Ghoul School. 
Uh, I was a huge Scooby Doo fan. Are you, are you a fan of Scooby Doo? Yes. Or should I, I mean, should I say Russ? You're real. Uh, yeah. I, it, that like, if there was a Venn diagram of Tom as a kid, that was like dead. If you had to like show me where center is on that, like where the two circles overlap, it's right at Scooby Doo. Um, and this movie, uh, it's really fun. It doesn't have the whole gang. It, it's just um, it's Shaggy and Scooby and Scrappy, and they and get hi- hired to um, to be. Oh, Miles, do you hear my alarm clock? That's sci-fi. Oh, that's well, that's appropriate. It seemed it seemed. I know. Yeah. I, actually, that wasn't my alarm. I did that with my mouth. Um, <laughs> the the. That's um, what she said. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, yeah. So Shaggy, Scooby, and uh, and Scrappy get hired to be, I think, gym coaches slash volleyball coaches. Because of course uh, they for, were. What's that? Because of course they are. Of course, yeah. Like <laughs> they get hired for a all girls school, and they don't know like oh like just sounds like a great great gig, and of course it ends up being the all girls school where it's the daughters of all the classic monster movies so it's dracula's daughter it's the it's the mummy's daughter you know there's a a ghost daughter frankenstein's daughter it's all of them um and it's really cool and like the yeah like the villain is this uh oh what's her name oh rivota and right. she's like uh she's like a spider slash witch and she, she has weird. she looks very weird it's kind of creepy it's kind of legitimately creepy and her she has like a henchman that kind of looks like uh if you're if you've ever played D it's kind of a beholder. It's kind of like a, a sp- oh. it's like a beholder with arms and feet. Grim uh, creeper. Yeah, it's a, yeah the creep yeah the grim the grim creeper right. It's it's like a big eye essentially like a big circle with it looks like a meatball with an eye. Um and it's uh yeah I mean if if you like Scooby Doo it, it it was a solid movie. Um, Nineteen eighty eight. 88, yeah, 88. That was another VHS that I wrecked. I destroyed that VHS, not out of hate, but out of pure love. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. It's really, really fun. It's kind of like, like the, the girls' school. Some plot, it's kind of like a Revenge of the Nerds plotline where it's like there's like a preppy boys' school where they have to, they have to play them in a volleyball game and... Oh, yeah. They have to sort of go like, through it, or like heavyweights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like heavyweight. Yeah, it is more like heavyweights. Yes, a lot more like heavyweights. Uh, but then in the end, you know, they they sort of band together because the real villain is, is Revolta. I forget what she's trying to do. I think she, I think she's trying to trap the girls to get to like maybe ransom their their like monster parents. I think I don't really remember. Uh, but I remember it being really, really entertaining. Whatever uh, it was, she would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> and their dog too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, I highly recommend that. That one might be tough to find. Um, not for I've me. Seen that. I'm not for me because I, 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 I have that on DVD for nice. for for some reason. Uh, I, I haven't watched. I should watch that uh, before Halloween though. Um. Yeah, really good. If you like if you like Scooby Doo, uh, even mildly, check that out. It's really good. Scooby Doo and the Ghoul School. Scooby Doo in general is just a good thing to watch around this time of year. It's fantastic, and it's 
you know, it, it was, it's so, it's so kid and adult friendly. I don't know why. I mean, maybe it isn't. Maybe adults that eventually grow up that are, you know, 10 years from now will be like, what is this? What is this cartoon with a mumbling dog? Um, but Sorry. I, but I mean, like, uh, I've watched it with kids nowadays and it's and the old episodes, not the new episodes, the old episodes. Right. And it's, it's just as entertaining to them as it was to me when I was a kid. Uh, and it's just as entertaining to me as it was when I was a kid uh, now. So the Casey yeah, Kasem the, Shaggy, not the the Casey Kasem Shaggy. Yeah. Do we know is is the person the Shaggy? Is it someone that we know, or it's just it's, a, uh, it's, it's Matthew Lillard actually now, which is funny since he played. Oh yeah, he played him in the, the, live, the action. live action movie, right? Yeah, so that was a good good move for him because after playing him live action, he's been doing the voice yeah. work for him for like the past ten yeah. years or so now. I I enjoy the new. I've seen a like three episodes it's good but it's it's not the classic i'll say it's not the classic hanna-barbera it's it's it's, the mystery incorporated one like that one that's got like velma and uh shaggy like dating yeah i think so oh what there's multiple new scooby-doos yeah there was a there's like a really newer one uh oh i'm talking about mystery incorporated yes that's what i'm talking about mystery incorporated yeah it's it's fine it's totally it's a completely serviceable scooby-doo vehicle let's let's get that clear it's it's quite enjoyable but it's not nearly as great as that of the classic scooby-doo episodes those were on a whole other level definitely that's gonna do it today for uh, our halloween special but i'm just gonna give you some really quick recommendations for stuff you check out like we said scooby-doo in general is a good thing to check out yes the animated series the real ghostbusters Ooh, yes uh, I I loved that show when I was a little kid. There's multiple oh, pictures. Oh God, yeah. There's multiple pictures of me like in like a sweatshirt and sweatpants uh, with the real Ghostbusters logo on it. I think I had like a birthday cake one year with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I loved the the real Ghostbusters. Uh, it's not 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 the extreme Ghostbusters cartoon. Don't watch right. that. Uh, watch the real Ghostbusters and not the Hanna Barbera Ghostbusters cartoon. Not that one. The ghost, yeah, the real Ghostbusters. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. yeah, you'll see that and be like, "What? What? What? There was a Ghostbusters before the yeah. Ghostbusters." Yes, it's a whole legal thing, but we're not going to say. Uh, yeah. And then, and obviously, like the classes we've talked about in the past Halloween episodes, like Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, uh, the Garfield uh, Halloween special, and um, obviously the Will Vinton Halloween special as well. So. So yeah, check. There's all. There's a bunch of good Halloween specials you guys can check out that are all animated. So the best thing about animation is that they always do a lot of uh, holiday specials for them. Oh boy. But yeah, guys, uh, we want to wish everyone a, a happy Halloween. Yes, and happy Halloween. Don't forget, you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Mark Vibber, M A R C V I B B E R T. And I'm at Tom Fons, T O M F O N S S. Or you can follow the show at Animated Podcast. You guys can feel free to email us at animationfascinationpodcast at gmail.com or visit our site, animationfascination.wordpress.com, where you can find all the, the latest news uh, written by Stanford and Jessica. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook just by searching for Animation Fascination. We're up to around 820 right now, so I'm doing pretty good nice. there. Uh, nice. So I'm Mark Viber for myself, Tom Fons. Thank you for listening, guys, and make sure to tune in again next time. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Happy Halloween.
Bye, guys. <laughs>
Yep. Yep. <laughs> I know. I was like, can you set that up again? So I can say, no, I haven't seen it. I think that'd be great for the podcast. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.